live. Let's fucking go. Liza Mendez, <laughs> aka the Maverick, aka Florida's newest resident, <laughs> aka founder of one of the largest women's group, and aka oh, one of the most phenomenal YouTube channels on the internet. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ian. It's a pleasure to be here. We're doing it. I'm so excited. I'm so glad to be Thank here. You. And I remember last time when uh, I was on your podcast in the old house, mm-hmm. we just talked about so many great things. And I think that you have a gift of being so incredibly raw and real and fun. And I just appreciate you because you just pour yourself out and you're as real as it gets mask off the real thing i think it's also what you pull out of people right it's just the way you introduce me what you see in me i was thinking about it today i'm like wow ian has this ability of of seeing the best in people and i feel like it's a it's a way of operating it's a new level of consciousness of seeing because we can choose to see the bad in people right Mm. but we don't get the good out of people if we see only see the bad and you have this ability of like every time i call you we're like let's fucking go and even if the day is not going like it's not the best but you have this ability of just bright like bringing light and brighten up and it's how you choose to live and i really appreciate that well you thank you so much I, I appreciate that, but <laughs> I'm so grateful that you have been a vital part of Ice Bath. Tell Sundays. me, tell me how you plan to bring me to Miami, okay? Because uh, that was planned. That how was planned. I planned? First of I all, I was a victim, okay? <laughs> I was a victim. You DM'd me. No, you planned. You planned. You're like, you're going to come. You're going to come. Well, it was a perfect timing. <laughs> yes. And yes. We, we won. Sky yeah, over yeah. here, We all of We're us We're happy won. to have you here. Yeah, yeah. No, it was... And this is a great place for you because you're... It was a big reason. You're absolutely insane. You yeah. sleep in 78 degree weather. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with that. For me, one of my favorite things on <laughs> earth is 66 65 degree cold i'm straight out of amazon okay i need the heat i need the mosquitoes i need the the whole thing you're the boa constrictor (laughs) yeah i am i am you are straight from the amazon no 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 i I like the real weather but you just you can you fall asleep comfortably at 78 degrees yeah yeah and you have no it's problem? It's natural, Ian. It's natural. Yeah. <laughs> oh, We're not supposed to be inside AC, inside boxes. We're supposed to be out in the forest. Closest, the closest. Have right you tried now. going in cold? Like, have you tried sleeping in the cold? Or No, I just don't like it. I know that it's good for my body, but it's just not. I Since I was a kid, I like to be naked. I don't like to be wearing a lot of clothes. And I feel like uh, we hide behind, like, pretending we're civilized behind clothes and everything. It's like, no, we're, we're basically animals. And not that we should behave like primals, but, like, being very primitive. But at the same time, I feel like the more we put stuff up, makeup and clothes, the, the more we lose our essence. And Blankets are included in that. Because I don't know if you've ever had like stacks of blankets on you and you're naked. That's phenomenal. No, it's like the, yeah, it's no, the best no of both clothes, worlds. No clothes. Mask off, clothes off. I do agree <laughs> that naked for sleeping is the best. But no, I don't agree with the way you sleep. That's crazy. 78 degrees. 
it's proven. It's a box where you're right a inside big, boxes. You're like a big Andrew a Huberman fan, right? Yeah, I know that he says that we need to sleep in a very cold environment. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's just not my bo- what my body likes. I always say that like uh, my body hates sweets, but I love sweets. My <laughs> body doesn't like it. But so there are things that my body likes it. And, and you're very intuitive. You're so plugged yeah, in with your body. Yeah, yeah. I like to be naked since I was little. And people are like, <laughs> oh, I like to take pictures naked. I'm like, no, I like to be naked. Yeah, I feel like it's just the real thing right it's the real thing. imagine if everyone was naked nowadays no one would be fat do you think people would be fat if we we wore very little clothes that's interesting you know your ancestral dna maybe that's why you would like sleeping it's in european the heat. it's european actually i'm oh, like 85 percent european and then there's like native native yeah exactly i come like my great grandma was uh, indigenous so but you were born they don't wear clothes but right? you were born in brazil yes Mm-hmm. What part of Brazil? Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Yeah. And when did you come to the U.S.? It's been nine years. It's going to be nine years in December. What yeah. was the impetus of coming in the first place? I was running away from the, uh, an ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And then I, I had just graduated. All I was the way an, to the U.S.? Uh, <laughs> Why the U.S.? <laughs> I was, no, I was an architect, right? I graduated and I got a really good job in the best hospitals in Brazil. I was working with hospital architecture and my family. I was living the life of my family that w- they wanted me to graduate, to get a good job. And, and then when I came here, it's like I started from zero. I'm like, oh, now I can be whoever I want. Because before I was living for society and my family, right? And, and you were alone. You didn't here. have any any no, fam here. No, I was by myself. Yeah. What was that like? Was it just so freeing and amazing, or was it scary? Uh, I always thought I I always had that feeling like even when I I was working that hospital and then I started working the other company, like there is more to life than that. And like you know, like the level of consciousness in Brazil, I always thought like, well, that. There, there are probably better places than here. And even though, like, I make good money, I had a good job, I was like, no, there is a better place than here. And just, like, that spark of, like, yeah, there's something better. And then I, d- I never... I had fear, but, yeah, I was just like, it's a new life. And and now I have the mentality of, like, uh, I'm I'm getting my, my Spanish uh, citizenship, right? And if I go, for me, it's like I already left my country and I came here. So f- in my mind, it's like, yeah, it's easy. It's just go because I, I've, I've done again. Like, I, I've done once, so I can do it again. It's like when people have a lot of money, they're like, even if I lose all my money, I can make it all over again because it's the mindset, right? That is such a good attitude. And it's it's the best way to, to develop as a person. Like, the closest to a psychedelic experience is is experiencing another culture it's going to other countries and just i remember my first country it was bolivia so before coming here i went to bolivia and chile and peru and i remember just going to bolivia and seeing those women with those dresses and and just seeing the way they live their life and i'm like wow it's totally different from the way that i always always lived my life and and then I start absorbing the other cultures. And then I came here. And the more cultures you experience, the more perspectives you have. And that's how you can develop your own. Yeah. 100%. It's interesting that you said it's the closest thing you can have to a psychedelic experience. Yes. And you've had quite a few psychedelic experiences. <laughs> that's how my life got turned upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's. But it's funny because when I moved here, I started living in Berkeley. I moved to like California, Berkeley. In, in and, and it's where the hippie movement started. Right? So... 
you would think that I started doing psychedelics there, but no, I was a gym rat at that phase. I was just working out a lot and I never got into psychedelics. For me, drugs are all the same, like heroin, mushrooms. For me, it's like all drugs. I don't touch those things. Even weed. I remember there that I... So you're fully... Yeah, I would like if I if I spoke a, to you and... You're a drug virgin till... Yeah, totally. Like even weed. Like if I spoke to you nine years ago when I moved here, and you told me that you smoked weed, I would be like, I can't talk to Ian anymore. It's like that. That was it's. It was very simple for me. It's like I can't and talk the, to him. Did that come from just how you were raised? Yeah, yeah. Countryside of Brazil. So like very conservative. I worked at the church, helping the priest and like the whole shenanigans at the church. So I was very religious and very. I I don't want to say close-minded. It was just my upbringing like very but religious it, it was seems that, that like rebelliousness is sort of what initiated oh, the yeah, move. that 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 it didn't have a time to like since i was little i i never accepted being in the classroom like my 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 <laughs> memories of my childhood is me trying to run away from the school because for me it's like why are they, are they trapping me here and i remember a teacher my mom took me out of one school because the teacher was gluing my hands like she would put tapes for me to be on on the tables like on the desk she would right? tape you to the to she the would desk. yeah That's she, she i i don't know how it happened but my mom said i took you out because there were rumors that they were doing this to the kids and i hated school and steve jobs and his in his um uh, his biography well wasn't he didn't write it right but he said that uh when he went through the whole like educational system he said that uh they they got very close to killing his curiosity but they didn't that's how he turned the person that he like he because if if we're not able to have that ability to think for ourselves and be curious and question the obvious the whole educational system uh, they 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 raise us to be domesticated and not to question things and just to accept to be a follower right we see nowadays, like what we have in social media is just a bunch of followers. All, all people looking for someone to give them the answers and th because they don't have the ability to think for themselves. So this ability to, to be curious, to, to question things and to go after answers. And that's what Steve Jobs is talking about. I love and that. And yeah. going back on that theme of rebelliousness, do you feel mm -hmm. that deep down you have something to prove almost? And yes. you just kind of want to say yeah, that, the that's, system. That's a subject in my therapy because it's like, I know that is the archetype that I'm in right now. And it's difficult to be in this archetype because I'm always confronting people, right? Like this morning in the woman's group. When you say I, archetype, what does that mean? It's an archetype. Like we play archetypes. Like Jung has like, I don't know how many, 12 archetypes that we play in our life. And uh, one of them is the rebel. The other one is the common man and common woman, which he, a lot of people play the archetype of just trying to fit in and be normal. So, so it's like accepted. the 12 archetypes of society. Yes. And we all have all of them inside ourselves, but there are phases in our life, like the mom archetype, the, the, the rebel, the, the crazy. So like there are many archetypes and I know that right now in my life, not right now, since I was little, I have the archetype of the rebel. And for me, it's like, I always need to go against the crowd and, and I need to, to see where things are different it's a great motivator yeah but uh, at the same time there's a price that i pay right because i could just be quiet but like the my energy is like uh, i like to instigate people and provoke them make them think and wake them up and people don't like to be 
woken up, right? If you see someone sleeping, like people just want to sleep. They don't want you to like, hey, wake up, wake up. There are it's things, really uncomfortable. you know, it is. And that's my it's job. Uncomfortable so to it's uncomfortable to come to the realization that the realization of the present. You know, most people just don't want to realize certain things because it's tough to have to face it. Like have to face the fact that you might be like, for example, addicted to video games. And yes. like maybe you're just not being as productive as you think you are. Exactly. Or you're like you're yeah. addicted to a certain habit and you just keep playing like, you know, dumb to it. Yes. But and imagine me telling my friends and, and if it's you and you're addicted to something, I'm like, hey, Ian, it's time to... You know, I'm that kind of friend that is going to tell you that if you're doing something that is messing up, like yeah. having fake plans. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> the shot's fire. What do you do in that situation? What do you no, do? No, 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 I'm joking. What do you do but in I'm a situation kind of, where you love green, but you don't have enough sun? <laughs> what do you do? I'm joking. I think that's a lot of people, though, in this world. They love green, but they don't no, have enough okay. sun. No, it's okay. It's beautiful. I was, I was taught. I know that I won't, but it's No, okay. I like it. I like that you're legit. I but like just like, it, like... You're a woman of principles. It's just like what, what I would like to have around me, like friends that call me out on my BS. They're not like, if I'm smoking a lot of weed and I stop recording my podcast, I want you to say, hey, Liza, what's going on? I don't want you to let me in my BS, totally. right? And I want to be that friend for people too. But at the same time, like I have people who really appreciate who I am. And I have some friends that are not my friends anymore because they, they cannot, like my sister, my sister, she cannot take the truth. And I'm the kind of person who brings the truth. And, and she's like, oh, being around you, it's like having a psychedelic experience. <laughs> and, and she says that once I leave, it's I really good. I know you good. take pride in that. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know I deep do. down you're like, Hell but, yeah. but yeah, it's the archetype that I'm playing and I pay a price to be playing this archetype. And I feel like uh, energetically, it's not good for my nervous system because it's, I'm always like ready for. Well, it's clearly working because you have built an amazing yeah, following. It brought me to where I'm at in life. That's what I say that I'm not willing to let go because it brought me to where I'm at. And I feel like it's like high scaffolding. Once you reach that level, you can just get rid of the scaffolding in a building when you are reforming a building right you have the scaffolding so you can do like the repairs and everything but once you get there you can throw it away and at some point i know that once i reach that level i can just get rid of that and play another archetype and be another person but right now it's serving me well so <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because of this philosophy that you've built you have been able to build this amazing youtube channel you put out videos so consistently you're a product of the product you practice what you preach and like you said, you put out some pretty controversial stuff in American society, if you would. But because of that, you have been able to grow these amazing communities. You've been able to really be this completely um, just rebellious person that but it's interesting because you play the rebel, but really you're like the like most sweetest kindest person ever i know so i feel that <laughs> you truly are acting my armor is thick but my heart's soft yeah and yeah i think it's been serving me like if i i was thinking because i i i've been studying a lot of marketing right right now in my life and i see that i i'm trying to develop authority for my, my 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 public and i don't talk about my my background like where i grew up like my place in Brazil, where my mom lives now, it's very close to slums. It's all like surrounded by slums. So it's like the countryside of Brazil and it's full of slums. The mindset of the people are very like, so when I, when I got the scholarship to study architecture, my mom, oh, I was 17 years old 
and I could I didn't have enough money it was like my family was very poor like they would cut electricity they would cut like water so like that's how I grew up like my parents didn't have money and and when I got this scholarship to study architecture my mom told me I'm not gonna sign this paper because you are poor and you are gonna study in our city you are not gonna go to Sao Paulo like the downtown Sao Paulo you're gonna be here and then my sister had to go and sign for me because I was a minor right and like my whole upbringing like if I if I didn't have this fighter, the warrior within me, I would still be there and I would be married. Maybe I would be dead because I left Brazil because of a, like this very abusive relationship that mirrored my relationship. Well, my parents' relationship. So if I didn't have this within me, I would have died already. And or I would be alive, right? The body is like Bukovsk has a quote that he says, the body is alive, but like the person inside is, is just that, like there is no it's empty right the house there is a house but the house is empty yeah, and you, have a, you have a pretty amazing origin story you know all this i know stacked like against it's <laughs> humble beginnings yeah coming from the slums <laughs> it's amazing yes, it's truly amazing yeah. and you appreciate stuff a lot yeah you yeah. appreciate stuff a lot i appreciate when you make a brazilian hot dog it's phenomenal <laughs> Guys and just this place right this fucking paradise what it is, is paradise yeah. it, it really is paradise it's like i first of all there's so many beautiful places in the u.s yeah just, i mean just we are in, in America but we're in right the now. best place but miami is yeah. just <laughs> unbelievable yes florida generally speaking but miami because of the culture it just makes it way yeah. even better i just love going outside and seeing lizards Right. I love lizards. Like squirrels are the best you get. Yes. You know, in like yeah. the Northeast, you know, some fire mm -hmm. squirrels, maybe some great owls, a little eagle action. But <laughs> lizards here are great. I know? know. They're so little. They come in so many different shapes and sizes. That is so funny that you are telling me and that. they're so chill. You know, they, they just kind of like. They are. They're just. It's tropical. It's tropical. We are in their environment. And it's then not like see, they're you here. seen those green parrots. They have the green parrots oh here. Oh my God. It's it's paradise, Ian. It is fucking paradise. They had those like when I was water. living in Colombia. And I just love the jungle vibe. I, know, I, I The one I thing know. I hate about this place, though, there's only one thing. You know what it is? The mosquitoes. The mosquitoes. <laughs> oh my God. But we get beaten. Look we we offer dog. ourselves for them because the place is so. Oh, yes. Okay. Did it just so, get hot? So in tell here? me the ingredients to this Brazilian hot dog. Okay, I so at? I eat hot dogs here and then, like, I buy a hot dog and then it's it, come, not it comes with a sausage and just the bread and the sauce. There's not even mayo. And I'm like, what? What the fuck is that? Like, how am I supposed to eat that? Like, what is this? And then look at our hot dog. Like, they're, they're okay, potatoes. Right, right. So, Slow down for a sec. What, <laughs> what are the ingredients okay. in a Brazilian hot dog? So there's like the tomato sauce that we, I made from scratch, like just onions and tomatoes and some salt and it gets caramelized. So, okay. Love that. And then uh, there is like mashed potatoes that we put. Mashed potato. Yeah, oh, mashed yuca. potato. Wasn't it yuca? No, it was, oh, it was mashed just... potato. And there are also those potatoes. They're like those very skinny potatoes, like fried. Okay. Like, right yeah. Here. Yeah. And then the tomato sauce. And we also put corn. And the corn in Brazil tastes differently than here. Way and better. Then, uh, and then the, you the think peas. the corn's better in Brazil? Yeah. Well, here is very sweet. But, but then we put mayo and then the hot dog and the whole, like, this the sauce and the mashed potato and ketchup and there are so many ingredients and then i eat hot dogs here and i was so sad <laughs> like, i think what, what made this? it extra special was that you made it 
Yeah, it's true. I love cooking. Yeah, it's my, my cooking is amazing. I, I feel that as a as a human being, you just are at such a disadvantage if you just aren't into the idea of cooking. I know. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's like it's a meditation. Like I put some music or a podcast, and I do it very slowly. Like I don't understand people that cook very fast because it's something that will, everything can be an art, right? It's something that we put in our body. So it's not like if you make it with love, your body's gonna accept it differently. Well, the counter argument is that most a lot of people just don't have the time, right? They're like, yeah, but but it, this, I this I don't this. like people that I don't have the time. It's like it's not your priority, right? Yeah, like make there's it no your like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you so meal prep? No, but I I yeah I cook twice per week and yeah I have the. I was I fell for the lie recently <laughs> that it's more expensive in terms of my time. Actually, it's not it's not a lie, but there's a there's a sizable argument that at some point you reach a level in your life where that the time it takes to cook a meal and the time it takes to go grocery shopping, buy it, cook it versus just like ordering on Uber Eats is actually like dollar to hour time doesn't make sense or it makes sense to actually eat out if possible yeah so i ate that argument for a while no pun intended and uh i stopped that because i was spending so much money no not only that not only the money but like they put a lot of butter to make things yummy right and just everything they put canola oil you don't know how they're cooking who is the person it's like ayahuasca you can buy ayahuasca on on the internet and drink the ayahuasca but who made that ayahuasca like what was the intention it takes like two or three days to just prepare and like be mixing and i was part of the ayahuasca church and i drank one tea that was made by the teenage and what's the, kids. the what's the ayahuasca church is ayahuasca it like there's church. a church of scientology there's a church of ayahuasca <laughs> it's called union do vegetal is a church like they have two church two church that were two or more actually in brazil that were founded but they are all over the world <coughs> union do vegetal ayahuasca church yeah and then uh well they do it here legally right they have uh the license and everything and one of the teas that i drank once it was made by the teenagers from the church and the kids and that was such a special tea and i'm like yeah because it's pure kids made that like the teenagers and they're just like fresh out of the source right their energies into that so you think about the food that we eat depending on your mood and the food like how the person made like and you see the the whole environment if you go to a restaurant all those people running to make the food like whatever like they don't think about uh so you're saying basically like when you make your own food you're almost like baking in yes it's your energy deep energy into that food as you prepare it and like who made that food i get i got in the habit now of like just putting my hand over the food and like honoring the animal who died or whatever you know and the people who made the food too but the way the the whole environment if you like it's fast food right everyone's doing super fast there's no intention and and drinking that tea that the children made and was so pure, I felt so good. And I'm like, what? Is, what is with this tea? And like, oh, it, it was made in Hawaii by the teenagers and the I kids. I wonder if the home cooked meal tastes even better for that reason. For sure. You know how for you just sure. love like meals from your parents growing up. It's the best. For sure. For sure. The smell of the home. Yeah, I I lived with a nun for two and a half years. And tell me she, about that. How did that know, go? I know, I know, right? My life's crazy. But I lived with her for two and a half years, and she used to work and cook for the temple for the monks and nuns. And uh, she would call her food. Uh, I would call her food blessed food, and and she would put a lot of love. 
right into the food and it was amazing everything she made was amazing a tea anything it was just really good because she said the intention right and i feel like as we evolve as humans that's what we're going towards right so she More set love. an intention so she's like not even intention can you explain the process of setting the intention well when i'm making i'm present while if I'm unconscious and I'm not doing, I'm focusing on, on quantity instead oh, so of quality. So you're not quality. multitasking. You're not like listening to a podcast. I while am. I am. But like I'm making the food and it's my energy, right? It's not a person running in a restaurant making like being productive and gotcha. making millions of But there is an argument that sometimes food tastes better when you didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. But then you know what I mean? Yeah. Why is that? But like when Chef Michael Ross cooks a meal. I'm stoked. Yes. Oh my but gosh. also look at his energy, right? He's a Leo fire, very bright person. He's amazing. Yeah. You can see by his posture. It's just like whatever comes out of him, he's just bright person. Right? Something I love about and you is that. he puts that into the food. Something I love about you is you're so, you believe so wholeheartedly in the cards and the, the, the horoscopes, the signs. God, the divine. Like on a yeah. whole nother level. And, and yeah, I've, I loved asking you about it and talking about it because naturally I'm skeptical, not skeptical, but skeptical. Yeah. hundred percent. But I love, I love believing that I want to believe in it the way you do. Cause I see how it makes yes. you feel. I see how excited you get. And you basically sell me and you sell all of your followers on these different ideologies. And that's what you are. You're a teacher. Yeah. You're a teacher bringing these very, interesting type of philosophies and learnings well, into people's lives it's not for me it's not an ideology what i do and what i tell my followers i don't like to use this word my allies i say that i don't want followers i want allies because the word needs people right evolving uh, what i do is help people to uh because what most of the people are doing nowadays if you read a book people are not helping you think for yourself they are just giving you their ideas and implanting their ideas in your mind so what I do is the unlearning process. How do you unlearn the teachings of the church, of society, of the structure of your family, of the government? Like, how do you unlearn all of that to find your essence? And you only find your essence when you learn to think for yourself and, and question everything. And so my, my work is, is in the process of unlearning and remembering, right? Going back to ancestral wisdom which is like we're more connected to ourselves, we're more connected to earth. And if you look, the, the external world is a reflection of our relationship with ourselves. And then like we blame the government, but we are the government, we're the people. We, blame, we, we, we tend to blame. And when we blame things, we, we take our power away. Everything we blame, our power is in the thing that we're blaming. So if I live a life blaming the government or the economy and the that. people around me and the, the family and everything, everything is like blaming everyone. How am I going to live my life? How am I going to take self-responsibility? So I need to, because everything is a systemic problem, if you really think. Well, if it you goes think back about to the whole philosophy of victim mentality. <clears throat> when, you yes. when you truly believe that you can't change your situation... Yes. You feel like you have been, you're in a position where you can't change it, but it's just one of the worst mindsets to have because even if you truly are not, you can still choose how you see the situation. Like if you're in prison, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would suck. And mm -hmm. I'm sure that's not the play. Like I'd probably avoid uh -huh. that. Yeah. But I'm sure there's a way of doing that in a better way than, than the other way. 
Like there's a way of approaching life okay, and approaching your situation story. in a good way. I have a, a story vibe. about prison. I wanted to finish what I was saying, but I have this story about prison. And I'm going to answer the question about the last time that I came here, last year, I was not much into the divine and God and like the light and everything. And then I started the med- meditation practice. I did uh, from a woman that I follow, Blue of Earth, and she was teaching this 40 days meditation practice. She called devotion practice, but it's not a devotion to something outside of you, a scent or whatever. It's a devotion to the self. Like how do you uh, devote it, like create discipline to be there with yourself? And I did those 40 days, and what I saw is that we have the commitment to people around us. If I tell you, oh, Ian, I'm going to be there at 5.30, I was here at 5.30, and I have this commitment to you. But then when I tell myself, oh, every day I'm going to meditate, and then I don't meditate, and I'm like, how is my commitment with myself? So in those 40 days, I developed this, this new relationship with myself to be there for myself. And of course, that, the, that it wasn't... It became a the, habit. Yeah, it became a habit. And the main thing that I got, it was like every time that I sat there with myself, I would find the, the divinity within me. And they can call it God or the universe, but the like source. And what's right? that practice? Light. Like what, what, what's it was your meditation, 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 like, like, f- like 22 meditation in silence, 22 minutes of meditation 22 in minutes. silence. So no, you just sit there by yourself. Yeah, the whole practice is like uh, 45 minutes, but 22 minutes is me sitting in silent meditation. I do the do nothing technique, which is just do nothing. We're human beings, not human doing. So, and we're doing all the time. So just sitting and not trying to do anything, not even controlling the breath, just sitting there, just relaxing. It's like, this is a time that I fully relax. And and I feel like it it, it made my life, before I was living, externally and then after i i started doing this practice and sitting with myself i started living from the inside out so everything changed my life and and then uh i i would do meditation and i would take the oracle cards and i had never done that before i i would meditate sometimes but i never had like this practice and, and consistency and then um i would get an oracle card and I would call my spirit guides, my ancestors, God or Ganesha or Yogananda or whatever uh, consciousness, like the consciousness of Jesus. And I would call those um, those those people t- <laughs> to be there with yeah. me. And then in the, the day 40, right? I am uh, Ganesha. And the day 40, I, I'm sitting meditating and I have my eyes closed. And then suddenly I feel that I'm not alone in my room. So it was like the whole gang gang that I've been calling those 40 days. It was like they were present with me. And it, it's like you close your eyes and you feel like there are like 10 people around you. And then I would just start crying, crying. And I feel like it unlocked this god power within and like me totally and, sober and, and yeah sober just having the consistency every day to sit with myself and it didn't start happening until like day 12 well i was connecting with myself of course but there were days that i didn't want to do but i was like no you promised this to yourself and it's devotion to the self and that's how we find god within right the, what, what is self-realization is finding god within ourselves and it's going from and then the, the story of prison right going back to this guy i was listening to this podcast and this guy he had been in prison nowadays he's a motivational speaker and and oh, he works with Andrew a lot Tate? of people <laughs> no <laughs> Just no kidding. i forgot it's uh what's his name 
Garin, something Garin, I, I'll get his name later, uh, but uh, he went to prison, right? And in prison, he didn't have anything to do, so he just uh, started meditating. Uh, you are looking for him? Garin. It's G-A-R-R-A-E-A-I-N. Garin. Garin Jones. Garin Jones? No, no, no. It's another guy. Garin Jones. Is that him? I'm sorry, I don't But anyway. Yeah. No, it might it might be. Uh, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. So he went to prison, right? Do you know him? <laughs> that guy's got the vibe. Okay, do you know him? No, I don't. Okay, his story. So he's been interviewing. I don't know much about his work because I've never taken like his, his workshops or anything. But Blue was interviewing him and, and he just has this very bright light in him, right? And he said that in prison, when he was in prison, he didn't have anything to do. So he just started meditating, right? He started meditating and reading books about spirituality and, and, he, and he sings. So he would sing in prison. And, and he, I don't know if he has a religious upbringing but he started kind of preaching the word of the Lord in the prison, right? And whenever he would sing, people would be very happy. And then they, he would sing once per week. And then every day people would be like, can you sing? Can you sing? And he just started transforming the environment in prison because of bringing this light, right? And then uh, he became friends of the guards and, and everyone there. And he just brought a lot of light inside prison. And we know that prison is a place of darkness, right? A lot of people are there because they have a shitty relationship with themselves and... Um, and then uh, at some point, someone calls him and say that, and he, he went to prison because he got caught with drugs. And, and then someone calls him and says like, oh, you are released. We did a, another test with the drugs. Out of sudden, someone calls him and say, hey, we, we retested the drugs and we found that the, the, the drugs are fake. Like 80% of the drugs are fake. So you, you already did your time. I don't know how many years, like two or three years that he stayed in prison. And they released him. And he was like, why did this happen? And what I understand, and he spoke about that too, is that if you are in a place that like you were cultivating light within yourself and that that light that he created was so big that it wouldn't fit prison he was too like trapped in a place so he that light needed to go out in the world and he left prison it was not a coincidence the person just called him was like hey you're released and i see this happen in my life like when i did this this uh, challenge and I start cultivating the light within myself and I start seeing the light in people and then I created a woman's group and my life just opened and suddenly I'm just talking about the divine and I wasn't like that before even though I had the, the religious upbringing my relationship with God it was totally different and I was an atheist at some point and then now I'm very I feel like um, I got a new guidance in my life because before I would be so scared of taking risk and trying things or coming to Miami because I would be like, what if it's the wrong decision? But now I know that I'm being guided, that what I do, like the divine is working through me. And the, the altar just sitting in front of my altar is like charging this tunnel of light that I'm just receiving light from the source and it's coming to me and it's going outside yeah, of me. And to be clarified, when you me. say your altar, I think a lot of people are going to think <laughs> about some real crazy shit. No. Uh, but that's not, it's not like that. Like your altar is really like I've seen it. It's like a I glorified know desk yes. with a lot of beautiful yeah. symbols that make mm -hmm. you feel good and oracles like sacred objects people are like what do i put in my altar whatever you think it's sacred whatever means a lot to you and 
Yeah, you, having an would, altar is pretty fire. Yeah. I, you know, this I is love my, my altar. altar. I know, I know. I love my this altar. Is, <laughs> and I had never had that before. So So one thing I think we should do. Mm-hmm. And an for altar everyone, for you. An altar. The great for thing you. about you is <laughs> you freaking go. You flow. You just you go right through. You let the energy like I I'm I'm about to go on a tangent, so I'm gonna go back. But I wanna start about so you moved to San Francisco, you're super clean, you've never done any drugs. No. You used to dislike people that did it because mm-hmm. you had this preconceived notion. Yeah. And now you teach the world about all sorts of drugs. Yes. Now tell me, <laughs> what was that first experience like? How did you get involved? And, and walk us through that thought process. It was an ex-boyfriend that he would do psychedelics. And I trusted him. And he's like, oh, today we're going to do MDMA. And I'm like, okay. And I did that. that's how, yeah, my heart was broken and wide open. Like... I talk a lot, you know, I talk a lot, right? So I tried MDMA for the first time. It was me, a friend, and my, and this ex-boyfriend. And he gave me MDMA. And then I, I took that. And then suddenly, it was like my heart was inside that little metal box. And it couldn't expand any further because it was inside that box. Like all the beliefs, everything I had, like trauma or whatever. And then I take that pill. And suddenly my heart expands. And, and I just love everyone. And I love my life. And I love the world. And I'm like, whoa. Like I didn't know that as a human being, I had that capacity for love. And I couldn't stop thinking about aliens of and all the beliefs that I had in my life, like if if that was a drug that people always said that it's it's wrong and you shouldn't touch it, and that was providing me that state of bliss and unconditional love, I started questioning everything and I was just quiet. I was mute for like two hours. I couldn't even talk, just like feeling love. So you're just and like, like this is so. It's almost like you let's dumb it down you've you've eaten potato chips your whole life and then all of a sudden you just ate a burger yeah yeah yeah. and you're like Uh uh-huh this has existed (laughs) what else is alive exactly yeah and for me just broke my heart wide open and i have an addictive personality i'm a pisces as a good pisces that i am if i start eating something or if i start like practicing like slack line i just go cycle like I need to do that every day. Like the ice bath, it's like sky with the ice bath. Like I'm just going to go many times per day. He gets it. So I have an addictive personality. And what I did, like for me, that was drugs. So I took, I took a drug and it made me feel good. So I'm like, okay, I need to be very careful with that. So I started reading a lot of books. I, I started like reading all books of, of psychedelics and listening to podcasts. I just dove in the psychedelic world Learning and to, to protect myself it. from myself, right? So right. I'm like, okay, I need to understand what, I, what I'm taking. And then I started studying. And the more I studied, the more I fell in love with it. And, and I started experimenting with like mushrooms and LSD and just unlocking and, and finding my traumas. Like when, I, when it's my tattoo, like I got this huge tattoo on the side of my body. It was my first tattoo. And then in one LSD trip I'm in front of the mirror and I look in the mirror and I see that tattoo and that hurt I got it in one day it was eight hours and it was my first tattoo and I'm like why did I do that to my body because it is a trauma right and then the LSD shows me that because I I, I've been abused in the past because I ran away from Brazil because I was abused sexually by my ex-boyfriend so I just ran away and I never fully understood what was going on Right. And then I got this huge tattoo. And then the LSD showed me that I got the tattoo to label my body, like to take my body back from the, the abuse. And for that, I need I needed to do this huge tattoo in my body to say, like, this body is mine. So, like, take my body back. And I would never 
know that I got this that huge tattoo to overcome uh, an abuse that I went through. And then I start. Um, so like when you got the, the tattoo, because it's 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 a snake. No, not this one, not this like one? this one on the side oh, that is okay. huge. Uh, and then I understood why I got the tattoo. And, and then I, I started understanding more and more about myself. And it's like peeling the onion, right? Wow, like this abuse or I was neglected and like just peeling the onions and my heart started opening. And I'm like, wow, there's something here to be to be investigated. And I started studying and working with psychedelics and... And my life just, uh, like, I can't imagine. Like, the person that I was before I started doing psychedelics, I didn't know who I was because I lived for society and for my parents. And I, I didn't really know who I was. And psychedelics show me, like, I, I always say that psychedelics show who we are. Right. right? They, they have the capacity to give us more authenticity. So you, you used yourself as a kind of a research project. Yeah. And you that's use, what we do in life. We all do that. Right? And you use these drugs as vehicles to unlock new yeah. avenues. Yeah. At what point is it bad to do these types of? Well, drugs? that's that's something right. So to live life, we cannot be like a lot of people because psychedelics bring chaos. Think about like New York, Sao Paulo and San Francisco, all those places where a lot of different people gather. Like Miami is one of the the ca capitalist poles, right? All those pe those places are where there is raw energy, creative energies, where new ideas are born. Like the Sil Silicon Valley with psychedelics, like all those places, they are very chaotic. There's a lot of different people, a lot of different ideas, and that's where stuff uh, grows, right? And uh, ideas are born. And psychedelics bring this chaotic energy of like messing up the whole thing, and it's good sometimes when we are we're stagnant in life. But if you keep bringing chaos, you are not having compassion with yourself and giving yourself time. I say that like psychedelics is like, a, uh, it's like you had this little lamp in your room your whole life. And then suddenly psychedelics bring those laser beams of light and, and you can see the mess. But before you didn't see because you didn't have enough light to see. And psychedelics bring the light and they, they light the shadow, right? All the, the dark stuff that you didn't see before. So the, the dark stuff is the yeah thing you gotta yeah. Be careful. So like when yeah, you do with the a light comes the shadow. You're right? opening up a can of both. Yes, you're opening yes, up a can of understanding, exactly. but you're also opening up a can exactly. of deep trauma, yes, upsetness, exactly. and you can easily be overcome by yes, that. Yes, yeah, yeah. So you you keep bringing chaos, and and I mentor people, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna, and I see that they are in the middle of the tornado. There's a lot of chaos, whatever from psychedelics, or and they're like, oh, I'm gonna take mushrooms. I'm like, hey, listen, if because we need to have compassion with yourself. There's something called ego backlash, which is like a rubber. If you pull it, eventually you're going to lose it and it's going to hit you right back. So even though intellectually we think that we can handle emotionally and and like in the level of the body, we need to have compassion with your own process. And you cannot just keep bringing chaos, chaos, chaos. And that's how people get lost in psychedelics. And even in life, when people start doing several things and then they travel and then they start in a relationship and then they jump into the other relationship, it's a lot of chaos. So we need... Uh, stability. Uh, we need stability. It's the same thing with conservatism, liberal. Like, oh, you need to pick one. No, you need to have both. If you keep changing your mind all the time, like liberals, like they're open to everything. If you don't have a safe foundation, which is the conservative that provides that stability of never changing, of like things need to be stable. You cannot build anything on top if it doesn't have a strong foundation. So, so you felt like we that need both. actually, like you started 
doing these drugs, right? You start experimenting with them. Yeah. Did you have a moment where you're like, wait, I'm doing too much. I need to slow down. I've always been very careful. Always. I've actually, maybe it's because you're just doing it and we're not hanging out as much as I think we are. But like, you I don't know feel that like I you don't do much. A, you don't do I know, a lot. Right? Even cannabis. I've never smoked cannabis every day. Like for me, it's a medicine and I respect the medicine. There's like a spirit behind that medicine. And I'm not going to be visiting the, because we do psychedelics to make our sober life better. So if you're doing psychedelics to have fun, you are doing to escape. So you are not really appreciating this is real reality right here in front of us, sober. So if you're doing a lot of psychedelics and people think that because I have a channel, because I talk about psychedelics, I'm passionate about them. I do them all the time. And people are like, how much, how, how long should I wait? And like, first of all, have compassion with yourself because if you keep bringing chaos, imagine that in this house, you keep bringing the light and you see the darkness. You see, it's like a, it's like we're moving into a new house, right? <laughs> and you keep bringing the boxes of stuff and you don't even open those boxes. You And then you bring more boxes. And so you're at some point you need to clean the house and organize. Do, so when you do psychedelics, it's going to basically just throw a shit ton of boxes into yes, your house. It's, yeah. And then you need time to reflect yeah, you and need start to, unpacking you need and organize. Exactly. And, and then the house Before, needs to be organized. Okay. And that's our sober life. How organized are things? Because if you have things that, if you have the dishes to do, right? And, and then you're going to keep bringing stuff. No, you need to organize the things to be able to receive more. You need I to do, know yourself feel, and know I, your capacity. I feel that on a deep level with the dishes. You know, when I grew mm -hmm. up, I just, I was like, I never did. I never helped around the house. I, I never liked doing the dishes, the laundry. I never really cleaned mm -hmm. up after myself. I think it's because I just didn't have ownership. It wasn't my house. It was my parents' house. Mm -hmm. I was just living in it and I didn't understand the world, but I have, i you see the house. Like now everything has to be like so clean, no dishes. It's got to be money because I feel mm -hmm. like my home is a reflection of my mind, which is exactly. a reflection of me. Yeah. And then when people come here for the podcast and friends, like I want them to see my house and my abode and, and the way that they see my mind. Yeah. Right. Which is like, I take yeah. pride in it. I take exactly. like pride in the things I do. Yeah. So I do think that the Marie Kondo having a clean environment is so vital for someone's self-worth at some level yeah for sure it's like how organized because life is not going to give you more if you're not being able to handle what you have currently it's just not going to come like oh you want to have this amazing life and like how are you taking care of what you have right now if you're not taking care god's going to be like okay i can't send more because but i can also imagine like a like imagine you're a mother and you got three kids running around like yes. it would be impossible to have yeah this for type. sure but but it's priorities right you you need to have a clean mind to be able to receive more and if you keep bringing chaos you're going to get lost in the psychedelic world and other realities and we can see how people are disconnected a lot of people have that have messy places they're just connected well that's the they're, fear they're, with they're, drugs right there's the fear that if i do lsd i'm going to be that one in ten thousand that goes psycho and goes loony yeah and i wrote i wrote in my journey when i started experimenting with psychedelics that one of my biggest fears was to lose my mind <laughs> and then looking back now i did lose my mind many times but it was like i i I let go of old identities because we're always changing. It's like changing the skin, right? The skin, the, the snake that doesn't change the skin dies. So like we're always peeling, like Rumi said, has a quote that says, be melting snow, wash yourself of yourself. Is that the origin of why you love snakes? Yeah. It's my spirit skin. animal. Yeah. Because you're growing out of your skin. Wow. Yes. Yeah. We need to peel because the, if the snake doesn't change its skin, it dies. 
yeah so it's our capacity of of letting the old go and and embracing the new and jumping into the unknown so you felt like you actually lost your mind yeah for sure you're like i'm a crazy like person. the person that i was before is gone totally gone and i did lose my mind but but we're not the mind but you didn't lose your mind. <laughs> like, you weren't, like, running around the street naked, like, no. yelling crazy shit. Like, that's what people kind think about off. when they lose them. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. The, well, like, I, what I see now that, first of all, I, like, the way I think, like, I can talk about all sorts of things and I can go deep. And, and like, if someone starts telling me about aliens, I'm going to listen. I'm going to, like, for me, the more perspectives, the better. I'm but you also gonna, find it fun. Yes, but it, that's another thing. I always say that for to experiment with psychedelics, you need to have an anchor of who you are. You need to know who you are because it's like you leave the anchor there and then you go back to that anchor after, after you're done. So if you don't have a good life and you start experimenting with psychedelics, suddenly the other world is better and you don't have an oh. anchor to go back to. So you're saying right? people that don't have a good foundation in their current yes. life are if not. If they don't fit know who they are, drugs. they are gonna get lost, and that's the the, the So basic then the question fear. asks is how do you know if you how do you know if you have a good anchor? Is there you like know. a training like or when tutorial? people are like, I don't want to try because I'm so afraid. I'm like, afraid of what? Like, don't you know yourself? Don't you have anything to go back to? Did you, didn't you build yourself in all those years? Because if you have nothing, if you don't have authenticity, if you don't know who you are deep inside and we only know who we are by going within meditating is it, so right? meditating that's the answer so you start with meditating you have yeah. to basically be able to do four years of meditation before you should experiment with drugs Maybe? uh well um, for me i feel like uh, th this meditation practice is the foundation of my work like because i help people to unlearn right to, and suddenly people are like, oh, everything that they told me in the church is, is wrong. And now I don't have any base. But like, yeah, but you are not at that identity or something else. So you need to close your eyes and find out who you are first before you start erasing all this stuff. Because otherwise, if you suddenly you are not that religion, you are not that identity, you are not what your family thought that you were. And suddenly you say, you are not, not any of those things. Like, oh, I'm nothing. No, no, you are something. But to find out who you are, you need to go within yourself. And people need to know who they are. It's so basic. It very, it's very know thyself, right? Know thyself. If you don't know who you are, you're going to experiment. It's not even psychedelics. It's not the drugs. You're going to get lost in whatever you find in your life. In a relationship, people, party, right. drugs, whatever. If you don't know who you are, if you don't have anything to go back to. So it's important that w when you are exploring other realities that you have your good reality to go back to. Well, you are in El Portal, Club Portal <laughs> no. right now. Let's, let's go. This is the name of the crib. <laughs> let's go. Let's First go. thing we did when we moved in is put all well, lights everywhere. We're missing a psychedelic trip. I know you are running away from it, but we're ready. I do. I we're do ready. run away from it. You know who you are. You can go. You can go deep. Who I've only you? done acid once, and I had it, I did it completely wrong. I did it completely wrong. I was extremely hungover, which is one thing you're not supposed to do. No. And then I smoked a giant joint because I didn't think it was working. And then it <gasps> hit at the same time, and I was fast. like, this is not the play, man. I'm not <laughs> feeling this. Let me just go back. But I do believe that there is a lot to be had to be said about it and also like start small you don't need to dive in like do a microdose well, I, like, I like the like microdose I, the I microdose mushrooms i've yeah, been, I've been yeah. enjoying that so yeah i start hiring the dose well it's interesting because little. you think about like alcohol if i drink let's just say three like solid drinks of tequila okay tequila um 
versus like taking a microdose of mushrooms. Like mm-hmm. I have a way less of a hangover, right? But I wonder what the what the dosages are at because I know some people that microdose mushrooms every well, day. Well, for every person is gonna be different, right? There is a sweet spot for every person that's gonna be different. The same way that it, our appearance externally were different, internally everything is different too. It's every cool that mushrooms are a, becoming so mainstream too. I know, but yeah, it starts small. Like you don't start when you 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 start swimming you don't jump in the ocean and you just go Unless right it's an ice you, bath with sky because he'll throw you right on in <laughs> cold baby get cold <laughs> but you go in where you feel your feet touching the ground you go in a lake or in a pool do you like, suggest doing it by yourself or with a com- like a group it depends on the intention if you want to do recreationally you can do with people but if you want to do for personal development and go with yourself right you can have a few people around you, but mostly... What if you do it by yourself and you're starting to, like, not be chill? Well, it happens. That it and then people are like, but I didn't have a good experience. And I'm like, well, if you are using psychedelics for personal development, it's going to show your shadow. It's the Pandora box. Everything's going to come out. So don't expect to be laughing and be all, like, rainbows and butterflies because it's not. <laughs> like, like for me, I take it for that. Like, my last mushroom trip, I was in fetal position for three hours. But I knew that that was wh- what I was doing. I was going into that, knowing that, yeah, I'm going to face my shadow because that's how I use them. I don't expect to be happy. So it depends on your intention. By if the end of that trip, are you, like... Are you rolling out with shadow on your shoulder? Shadow's bloodied up and you're just like, I'm a champion. I didn't even cry, actually, in this last trip. I thought that it was, I found a lot of memories that I had, I, I had dissociated in my childhood that I remembered. It brought up, the mushroom showed me. And just looking at that and seeing how it affects my life nowadays, like, oh, how I, oh that's why, why I do this. That's why I do that. So I start understanding things. I didn't cry, but I knew that uh, my intention was to face my shadow. And you can just take it and be with friends and dance and sing. You can do whatever. But also, like, I so feel like... So setting your intention is everything. Your, yes. So what is the intention? Right. The intention is I'm going to go to a music festival. The intention is I'm going to go to the beach. The intention is I'm going to go deep within and kill my shadow. Or meet them. Yeah. Have a date with them. Yes. Get to know them. Dance with our demons. Yeah. Dance with our demons. <laughs> yes. Well, but also, there is, like, I'm a Pisces. I'm very affected by people around me. So if I go to a music festival, and I need to know my limits. If I'm going to, it's my first time doing psychedelics, and I'm around a lot of people, and I'm already a person who gets affected by people normally. So on psychedelics, I am going to be affected by the energy of the people around me because we are so connected to our surroundings. We're so connected to, we are nature. It's not like nature is outside. We are nature. And ev- we're connected to everything, everyone around us. We're like an organism, right? And we're connected to people. So when you do psychedelics around other people, their energy is going to affect you. Yeah, There's no know. way that is not I've never been affect. huge on festivals, generally. Like, yeah. I don't... Oh, I don't like think when it's, it's like, a- I'm going to go to Burning Man, I'm like, oh, that sounds so sick. But I guess I just I never really had the amazing experience because I just think about, like, having to pee and there's, like, 12 bucket loads of humans behind me that I got to rip through. Like if I'm gonna do a festival, I need mm-hmm. to be in a situation where I can where I can pee. Yeah. Well, but you 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 need to choose the set and setting, which are the place that you are doing, the people that are around you, your mindset at the day, right? If you have your whole house is a mess and you are doing psychedelics, like yeah, you're gonna have a really <laughs> difficult trip. But it's also the the intention that you go into, right? If you are taking uh, to have fun and just dance and you can do that. I, I don't so there disagree are a lot with of coaches. What, what about the world of, cause a lot of people that are in this world, they have programs like most people, they teach stuff. 
mm-hmm. much of it is like, at what point do you become a spiritual gangster? Or at what point are you just kind of like a fraud? So yeah, that that's w- going back to system thinking. Everything that we go through, it's uh, like a, our body is a system, right? Nature is a system, an ecological system. Society is a system. Our family is a system. Everything is a system. Religion is a, everything is a system, and, and we are our we're a product product of the system and we we are inside the system so my teachings are to help people to unlearn those systems to for example people are like oh i have depression and i'm like no no it's not that you have depression you are inside a system that doesn't support you it doesn't support your body it doesn't support your mental health it's it not makes that a you lot have of sense it's like so, a lot of people are working yeah, a job that they hate yeah why are exactly. they why are they developing like, anger? oh i have depression like no 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 you are living in a society that doesn't support you your family system doesn't support you because they also didn't receive support and like depression is a systemic problem and we blame the individual Oh, he has depression. Give he cannot function. Give him a pill. Like, he doesn't know how to behave. No, it's not that he has depression. Depression is a systemic problem. We are, as a society, humanity, we've never had so much depression and anxiety. And, and then they put all the labels, depression, anxiety. You have OCD, ADHD, ADD, like all the labels possible. Those are systemic problems. It's not that you're an alien and you have all those issues and you're lonely. No, no, it's a systemic problem. So we need to look at it in a systemic way. We cannot just take the individual, oh, he's problematic. And then you start fighting with someone and like, oh, he votes for Trump. No, no, it's a political system. So the problem is not the politics. It's the whole system. It's the political system. Yeah, well, we're not so supposed to ingest like I, my relationship with my phone. But that, that's a good a good point. And then, yes, I went to a woman's circle two days ago. And I forgot I had a phone. I love being around friends that make me forget I have a phone. And I have a huge problem with my phone usage. Like, I would rather walk naked than show someone the time that I spend like my screen time. Naked, so that's a yeah, I know. I, I know that I work. But, <laughs> but still, I'm addicted to my phone. Right. And I bring it to the light because I am addicted to my phone. Okay? When I leave my home without my phone, it's like I left a child I unattended. Agree. I agree. I'm like, oh my God, my phone. Like, it's like it's You're missing like, w- something. W- what's going on? Wh- and then I was yeah. in this circle. And I didn't touch my phone for five hours. And like, oh, where's my phone? I forgot I have and a phone much better when you don't touch your and phone then in five hours. i saw that i lack compassion with myself because it's not that i'm addicted to my phone all addictions all addictions come from lack of connection and we are in a society where everyone is suffering within themselves and they don't voice it out they i have depression i have this they hide that they they hide their feelings and i know that i hide my feelings and i pretend that everything is okay but inside sometimes i suffer a lot and then i go to my phone to connect because it is a sense of connection that i have with all my followers my my youtube channel and everyone commenting my group of women and i'm going and then i saw like two days ago that I can have more compassion with myself, but because it's not that I'm addicted and I ne- it's not that I'm addicted to my phone. It's because I lack connection with the people around me in my life. And if I'm put in the right environment, it's like that, that study that they did with the two rats. They put one rat inside this little um, 
cage that there was nothing there. There was only this tube with cocaine, right? And then there was nothing. There wasn't another rat. There were not toys. There wasn't food. There wasn't anything. There was just two waters, one normal water and one with cocaine. And then there was this other cage where the rat had other rats there. He would he could have sex. He could have food. And he would play in the wheel and have fun. And they put also the water, one normal water and one with cocaine. This one that had all the environment with the other rats and the toys, he would go way less. He would go to the cocaine sometimes just to have fun, but he would drink normal water most of the time. And then we see ourselves in a cage of people not working, not aligned with their work, not having the right people around, not having the right food, not having the right anything. Yeah, for sure you are going to go to cocaine, which is my phone in case, right. you know? It is so. true because when I'm around peeps, I definitely... When I'm on my phone, it's I'm, I'm embarrassed to be on my phone when I'm in front of people. Yeah, it's like a true sign of. But know. it is a systemic problem, and no one, no, I, I, t I tell my friends like I'm so addicted to my phone. All I say, you should track your time, and in my mind, I'm like, you are as addicted as I well, am. But you're not about honest it. about it. But I, well, I the issue about it is that like, if you're trying to build a brand, you're trying to build. A business, it's socially acceptable. You have yeah. to reply to people. You have to respond to messages. You have to grow your brand, and part of it, you call it productive but it's not productive and most also, of the time it's not productive. It, like it's just so merged with like work and and what is just like this so what are some of the hacks that you've used to be able to avoid too much screen time i have an app called freedom that just logs like 9 p.m no more instagram no more social media i if i want to you just like unlock it I can delete the app, but unlock it, I cannot. Oh, you have to delete yeah. the app. But I'm in a it? point where I delete the app sometimes and I need to download another app that I've heard about it that doesn't let me touch anything. But it's like it's an addiction and it's I okay. Agree. Like some people are. And that's why I don't judge people. And a like, great way to know you're addicted is if you delete the app. And you go on your phone and you and find you yourself typing the, in the finger the goes. The, yeah, the finger goes where where the app was before, right? I, I've done it so many <laughs> yeah, times. I'm like, oh my and gosh. But that's what I'm saying. This is a systemic problem. Yeah, but humans, like going back to you're all about sleeping in 78 degree weather, which is insane. <laughs> you know, you're like keeping it el natural. Humans weren't supposed to have this dopamine vehicle staring at us all day. I we weren't know. built for it. But we are onto something. With our phones, we are onto something. We're I mean, phones are tight. I'm not like, upset about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. We are creating beautiful things because it's how we use technology, right? Because technology is like a web that is like before. I didn't care about people in Japan or whatever. I didn't even know people in other countries. Now I have people like friends all over the country, and I I talk to them, country, no, the world, right? And I care about what's happening everywhere because I have friends, and so the internet is connecting this web. It's connecting this whole organism and is it's beautiful what's doing no so we like need to it. do and we talked about it i mean you mm -hmm. already built this amazing community like you're talking about you met these people from all over the planet but we need to and i'm talking about the two of you in this room we need to start going camping when it gets a little bit nicer and doing more like phone free trips where it's yes. just connecting mm -hmm. with no phone yeah just get a I phone agree. detox relax i agree Maybe, maybe we don't even need to go camping just getting people gathering like community going back to community for me it's like what i'm doing my, right now in my life is going back to community because i see that's where that's where we heal if we have a an issue with like addiction of whatever food or phone or or work we heal in community. working out helps a lot with the addiction too 
Like I'm not on my phone when I'm working out. I'm working not on my out phone when I'm rollerblading. Be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But but just I feel like as a society we are very much lonely. Like we're we're so connected through our phone. It, this false sense of, of connection in a way that we we like before I would hang out a lot with my friends and now I'm always like on my phone. Like oh I'm just gonna stay well, here's, home here's with a my question phone. For you. It's like a company that I have. So like I get like crazy anxiety when I'm like not doing anything. So when I I love thing I love about this home is it's always an ongoing project. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a synonym for my brain, right? I'm always just working on something new and I love it because it keeps me active, keeps me working on stuff, mm-hmm. keeps me using my brain to explore. And when I'm like by myself, I kind of get anxiety. I kind of just not in, by myself, but when I'm um, not doing anything is what I meant. Yeah. I kind of get this just, I get restless. I start thinking negative thoughts. Yeah, because like, as a society. My we, question though, is, mm-hmm. is that, an issue of me not being comfortable in my skin or is that an issue of we as people are supposed to be like progressing towards something it's um it's the society that we're nowadays is always like more we have so many options think that before if you were to buying clothes you just had the mall and the store and there were just those and you picked like you had three options that you liked, you picked them and you went home and you were happy. But nowadays there's so, so many options. And You're we like think, picking on Amazon. Yeah, tough. So think that virtually there's no, there's no lim- limit of space. Before the, the store had a limit of how many clothes I can put here. Now you keep scrolling and there are endless options. And we are in a society where we have options for everything. And like, it's a, just a matter of happiness. There is even a book that um, something choice. Yeah, I forgot the wisdom of choice. Something like that. If we have too many choices, we get too overwhelmed and we don't pick anything. But if if we have only two choices, we make a choice and then we go with that. Yeah, like am I going to be the hunter or the gatherer? Yeah, yeah, right. But now we we have so many options, like dating apps, endless option. We never pick anyone because it's just gambling, right? We're gambling. You're just seeing more and more people and everything yeah, I in life, all like my clothes. Dating apps. Yeah, me and too. I'm a way better person yeah. because uh-huh. of it. I know, but it's like uh, it. We have too many options. The more options we have, the more unhappy we are. And, so and, true. and then you are at home and, and you cannot sit with yourself because as society also we are, we're taught that we are only valuable if we're producing something. Well, I also think it's like that's why I love animals because an animal you always get to like, I, I like to show my love. Like I like the love pres- Yeah, but it's easy to you love animals, right? It's very difficult to love humans. Animals just give love, right? That's Dogs. True. Dogs are givers. They just give love. So yeah. it's that's why people are carrying dogs in strollers. Like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> like, really? It's easy to take an animal and love that animal, but love humans, love your family. Like Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. It's difficult to love humans, Well, that's the right? thing that's amazing about South American culture and a lot of these other cultures is that is the vibe. Yeah. And another yeah. reason I love Miami is because I meet, you know, amazing, yeah. beautiful humans like you. Yeah. Oh that remind <laughs> me that there's a yeah, lot of love I, to go around. Yes. Yeah. We're very touchy. We hug each other a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I, I love that. And I miss that because here in, in the United States, it's very much the mindset here in Brazil, even though it's we're poor there, we have more quality of life. 
we spend more time with people and, and we gather together and we do things. Here, people are always like on the go, like always doing something. When I moved here, I remember I lived with a host family, sandwiches all the time. And in my mind, I'm like, where am I going to eat real food? It's just sandwich because people are always on the go, just sandwiches, sandwiches. And yeah, PB&J like, was so fire. It's so sad when... We found out that shit was crazy. Yeah, so it's, it, it's and again, it's a systemic problem, but a big part of that for me in my journey, it's been going back to my heart and having compassion with myself because I'm not going to be able to love people if I don't love myself, if True. I'm not there for myself. And that's a big thing with the relationship thing is you need to yes. be comfortable being alone before you can truly be comfortable with someone else. Exactly, yeah. So it's, yeah, it, and and we're not taught to be with ourselves and to just relax in our body, and we're taught that we're only valuable. Like, how do they call someone that has depression? Oh, he's not functional. Like, what is this? What does well, it make a functional human being? I like, spoke with uh, DJ Dot once, the Miami Heat announcer. He's also Jamie Foxx's personal DJ. He was on the podcast, and he was saying he loves complimenting people. Loves talking I, people I've up. I've been practicing that. Loves hyping them up. I love that. He loves yeah. doing it. And I yes. love it too. I, love I know it. you do. I love it, right? I practiced that a lot but with the woman in the what circle. he said was when people compliment him, he gets really like, whoa. It's like weird oh, to him. Oh, to receive love. He doesn't like kind of mm. like it. It's like it's, he doesn't really know what to do when like someone compliments <gasps> him. He's just kind of like. So it's interesting because I to think know a how lot to of receive. people are really good at giving or taking or mm -hmm. vice versa but to be good at both that's a skill because sometimes you do need to just stop and smell the roses like for me i'm always very hard on myself which also makes me productive it makes me a uh -huh. i like to think like an a yes. player because i'm trying i'm always like not satisfied you mm -hmm. know yeah but at the same time it's also a very negative thing because sometimes you need to just stop and smell the roses and think about how far you've come in life and think about what 16-year-old you would think about you now. Or 10-year-old you, what you're doing now, they'd probably be so proud of you. But that, th I feel like this is the dance of polarity, of duality that we have as a human. It's the feminine and the masculine. The masculine is always on the go, is getting shit done. It's action, productivity, and always doing, doing, doing. And the feminine is receiving, is receptive, is very loving. It accepts and it just embraces everyone. And and we are in a masculine society, right? Even a woman, like feminism, are women trying to be masculine? And I, it, me as a woman, I am exhausted. I want to be in my feminine, but society needs me to be in my masculine. And now I see that I, every, everything that I say now, it's the relaxation of the nervous system. And if we always are in the masculine, we cannot relax our nervous system. And we're always going to be like on the go doing things. And we don't think that we deserve to receive love. So it's like you give and you receive. And, and being in the feminine and, and, and just relaxing. It's the breath, right? We're always on the... We're pulling, 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 but we never out which is the feminine so we're always like our our breath is shallow we're always like <laughs> instead of just relaxing <sighs> in the feminine Bre deep breath is tight yeah it, that's how we relax our nervous system Yesterday, last night uh we were talking after the the heather podcast me sky and heather we had such a good post game post game combo specifically sky was talking a lot about how he got into the breath work that got into doing the ice baths and you were dropping some nuggets the other day on this. Yeah, some good nuggets. Uh, Heather was talking about spiritual, her religious 
uh, devotion to God. And I was asking her if she had any deep experiences through breath work that were more spiritual, but she didn't seem to have gone that deep in breath work. And uh, for me, that was the most spiritual tapped in I've gotten was through breath work mm-hmm. and obviously through mushrooms. As but well. you said it was, be- you said it was because you were doing it consistently for like a week with whim. Yeah. I mean, we took it to intense levels and by doing that, you are activating that part of your brain to uh so think that your breath carries you to another level of consciousness that's how powerful the breath so would is. you say your breath is as good of a drug as so MDMA the, the meaning of breath is, is drug. breath it is a it drug is a it is a drug the way that we we breathe tells us in which level of consciousness we are so the meaning of breath is birth and death breath right it's pulling in when you are born and when you die so talking about spirituality right the the more shallow our breath is the shittier our life is the more in our mind we are and the more we breathe deeply the more in our heart we are and the more we feel our body so it's a process of this because our consciousness is already there our mind is capable of so much but we're not bringing the body with us and it's it's 3d right the third dimension is is the the mind is super intellectual and we are overloaded with information we are super intellectual reading the books and listening to the podcast and then we talk and and learning all this very deep intellectual stuff and how do we integrate all of that because that's an issue nowadays we are learning so much but how do you embody and incorporate the the all this intellectual baggage right Mm. you bring it to the heart which is the fifth dimension it's living from the heart and there are a lot of people that live from the heart and and the breath if you're here in your mind, in the intellectual, I need to learn the, the next thing in the book. And I, the long, I need to do this. This You are always shallow breathing. When you breathe deeply, you invite like the heart and you just, you relax. Yeah. Like it, when I do meditation, I breathe deeply and I see that like I'm more loving and I'm more in my heart. So it's a process of going to the body. We think that we're transcending, but we're actually learning. The soul is anchoring itself in the body. So we need to bring the body with us in the journey. We cannot, because the body dictates the rules of the game. If your body doesn't want to do anything, you're going to get sick and you're going to be in bed. And then the body's like, I'm not going anywhere if you don't listen to me. So it's like, how much are we incorporating and being in our heart and bringing the wisdom to the body and practicing the stuff that is all in the intellect right so it's breathing breathing that's how we we in the fifth the fifth dimension is another level of consciousness that you breathe more deeply you are more present in your body and you are feeling more things because when you are in the mind you are not feeling the like the fifth dimension the fifth dimension is living from the heart and mm. there are people and it's not like oh, you are evolving to this other reality no it's this reality and every person is in a level depending on their breath that's why breath works so powerful let me take a step back here hmm. where do you want to take you and your brand because you're doing a lot of stuff. Ooh. You're posting all these videos. You've been consistent on YouTube. You've been growing and you've been just speaking. If you guys follow Laza Maverick on Instagram, you'll see Laza's just spitting bars. She's preaching. Because you talk fast. You talk a lot. And you talk. And But it's it works. It grows because you have so yeah. much to say. Where do you want to take this thing? 
Yeah, so my last mushroom trip, my mask fell off and I've been intellectual. So all this talking is me being very intellectual and not breathing deeply, right? Talking about my, my own internal journey. And I know that my power as a human is in my heart, my ability to love people around me. Because people like me, like let's suppose that you have a heroin addiction. Of course you don't have, but me and I keep I keep telling you but but Ian you need to read this book understand like read this book and listen to this podcast and do this and then I'm just throwing a lot of words on you and telling like oh you need to understand so people you're not gonna change if I keep telling you but if you're gonna you're gonna change if I sit with you and tell you Ian I'm here with you. I'm here to support you. Whatever you need, I'm here and I'm going to love you the way you are. I'm going to accept you. Even if you're doing heroin, I'm going to be here and I'm going to love you anyways, accepting people for who they are. Like because we think that, that people are only going to change if we're, we, oh, people, oh, he's so fat. He, he doesn't lose weight because he doesn't know that he needs to eat veggies and fruits and like all this fitness Instagrams like no 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 people don't don't change because they have deep traumas it's not that they don't have the intellectual understanding they are not being loved they're not loving themselves and people around them are not accepting them for who they are interesting so, so the reason why someone might not take care of themselves is due to deep traumas yes That's the yeah lack of self-love right we are very hard on ourselves and and i see that and it has nothing to do with the fact that like cinnamon buns are phenomenal <laughs> of course there is this part too right. <laughs> but like i that's what I, and I have all this intellectual baggage and in my my one-on-one sessions i said that sometimes i just need to hold a space for the person and tell them i am here with you and i love you you are very powerful you can do this and i'm just loving them for who they are i'm not trying to change them and and drop them a method and and i'm seeing that people flower when they're loved not when they when i throw them all my baggage because it's my ego too like i'll do this because i did that for me it worked for you it's gonna work too so in my journey what i see it's getting out of the mind and going to the heart and living more in my heart and being there for people like me telling my dad my my dad was always an alcoholic since before i was born and i've always talked to him like dad you need to stop drinking because uh, alcohol is really bad and nowadays i got in the habit of telling hey dad i love you you know, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. And he can even answer me. He can answer me. He, he responds something very generous, like, uh, oh, everything good for you. It's like something in Portuguese. But I see that, like, uh, yeah, I have all this intellectual, like, I, I've done Vipassana retreats. Many, I like, I've drank ayahuasca, like, 30 times already. That's and interesting. Mushroom, and then, like, I can love my parents. I even remember when <laughs> I used to say, like, I love you to my mom, who's, like, a crazy alcoholic. It was always a very weird mm -hmm. experience. Because they can't receive, but we can love them. Because they don't even, they don't know how to receive. And my dad doesn't know too. And in me, I want to be able to tell my dad how important he is and how loved he is, even though he's an alcoholic. And I don't need to throw my intellectual baggage on him. But I still do that as a person. Like I, I see myself transitioning from the mind to the heart. And I know that my power is in my heart. And I feel like we are in this evolution of consciousness that we are learning to live more in our hearts. And and people don't don't change for us talk, talk just talking. Me telling my dad that alcohol, he knows that alcohol is not good good he just can't stop drinking because he has deep trauma he doesn't love himself you know so me telling him that i love him is gonna help him way more than me just telling him hey dad let me send you this research about alcohol what alcohol does to your liver and kidney and blah blah he knows all of that so people know like people have the intellectual understanding the evolution of consciousness yeah that's what it is that's what yeah. we're rolling how do you see yourself do you can you resonate with what I'm saying, the intellectual and the heart? Yeah, no, I mean, from the 
you're so interesting because like your messages are so dope like you really you. think you really thought this <laughs> through no i'm i'm trying to embody it i already thought it but i'm trying to embody it. like a at first it's a lot it's like yeah. a lot for someone to process you're like whoa, whoa, whoa. is this girl like like whoa, whoa, whoa like but the reality is is that like you've really gone deep into your soul and thought about these things and, and you're so excited to share you're so excited Kind of like a dog's excited, like when someone comes home, like the tail's wagging. Yes. Like that's what the energy that's I get. That's life. With you. It's so much fun. But then you go <laughs> and and it's crazy because someone might think that you're like this all the time, but then you just go and be quiet for like eight hours straight, and like you're in your mind. And that's yeah, so interesting. I spend a you, lot of time. You by have myself. that polarity of mm -hmm. yeah. you go deep inside. I don't hear from you, and for like a week and a half, and then you come out. Yeah. And it's like yeah. the new version, and then you're so excited to share <laughs> everything bone. you've learned. Yeah. Yes. You know, and it's so. I don't know. I, I think that the future holds more of this. It needs to be more connection. It needs to be more uh, people talk about love. It needs to be more, more just um, more feeling like uh, that you're, you're out there. But it's interesting because a lot of times people say, I need to travel. I need to travel. I need to travel. And then they start traveling the world and they, they feel empty and they're traveling. Right. So I, mm -hmm. I truly do think that calling something a home base is better for you than always traveling because then you never really have a home and i think building a community is important and like picking yes, a community. For like sure. like the options thing when you have so many options you never really ever are happy mm -hmm. right and you could yeah. think about that in dating but you can also think about that with, with where you live and you might always say what if so like me calling miami my home is my commitment to deciding this is going to be my tribe right yes i could have done this in anywhere else in that's the where i'm going to plant seeds yeah exactly and then use that as your base Use that as your ant colony and then mm -hmm. go rip your ants yeah. to other hives and say, what up? I saw this video recently of like a bunch of like carpenter ants <gasps> and they, they formed a, a like a 12 foot bridge trying to attack <gasps> this like wasp hive. Wow. It was unbelievable. It was so, I hate ants. Like mosquitoes, <laughs> ants are right under mosquitoes. I respect ants. I don't respect mosquitoes. You got to respect an ant. They can lift so much more than their body weight. It's unbelievable. I think it's right there. Incredible moment. Ant builds a bridge. Yeah, look at that. Those are all. Those are all. Ants. I cannot believe that. Can you imagine the coordination <gasps> that these things go through to do that? That's crazy. Look at the community work. We need but to then imagine them in love. your house. Like that's not tight. Like there's a guru that I follow that he says that the same way that people are so like you know evil people that they organize themselves so much like the serial killers they organize we need to be that hardcore about love too <laughs> look at this community work it's yeah. beautiful nature has so much to tell us about how to it's live it's beautiful lives. until you get bit by a spider and your arm goes crazy it's beautiful to look at but i feel like as humans uh, i do believe that part of our evolution is going back to community but when i came here i said i'm either gonna create a community or i'm gonna infiltrate a community yeah well you're gonna infiltrate the miami drum circle i know that yeah. that's your vibe <laughs> i love that yeah but i do know that we're not gonna smoke in where's, for, where's for the joint <laughs> i think we're pretty post pod Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I'm excited. For I always post. end every podcast with this. Uh. And it's asking a question. If you could go back in time and you could have talked mm -hmm. to the maybe the girl that right before that girl that was in Brazil, maybe 16 year old you. Mm -hmm. And you could have said something to her, you know, one, two or three things that could have saved you a ton of time, money, heartache, headache, learning lessons. 
What are maybe some of the things that you would tell her? Okay, I remember something else. You asked me where I'm going with my business. Um, I feel whoa, like whoa, now whoa. that... <laughs> <laughs> what was this? What no, no, the no. It's, it's, very, it's very fast. It's very fast. But uh, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, after I start, start doing this practice and just like anchoring light into my life, I feel like... Uh, Whoever says, like, whatever guru says that they have the absolute truth and they know what's going on, they don't. Whoever says that they have the truth, they, there's no absolute truth. And the more I anchor this light and, and this connection with the divine, I see that I'm being guided. And there is a quote from John, John of Cross, John from John of Cross, something like that, that he says, if you want to be sure of the path that you thread on, you must close your eyes and walk in the dark. And I do feel that I'm being guided. There is something working through me. And, and I've been thinking like everything that happens in my life, I've been suffering way less because I think that whatever is happening in my life, it's happen happening for the, the, well-being of all of the all like the whole right of the god consciousness so if something bad happens to me it's not it's gonna be the best for the whole and it's another mindset of just getting out of my own little thing like i created my channel because i i was very depressed and i put a note on my mirror and said if you're depressed go help people you know and i feel like the more like the truth is that i don't know where i'm going but i know that i'm being guided and i know that i'm serving i'm in a place of service and and that changes the whole game because I know that the bad things that happen in my life, it's guiding me to the best for, right. for the whole, not exactly for my ego. But um, I love that. going back, if I could back go back and, and give uh, an advice for my... You said that like a missile just being shot. Like you were just like... <laughs> <laughs> I know. You need to see my one-on-one sessions. People are like that in the end. <laughs> I know I need to be less intense. Or uh, no. No, I know. I like, <laughs> just I'm just pop, saying. Pop, pop. It, was just, it was like, okay, let's uh, go. So question though. What would you say to that girl now, knowing what you yeah. know now? And relax. It relax. The fuck down. No one knows what they're doing. Whoever thinks that they're pretending that they know they don't know. So just relax. You're being guided. There is there God's working through you. There is light. Like we're so powerful. We're so powerful. We, if we could really see our essence, we would just burst in tears of bliss, like the, our true nature, who we are. But we are inside this cape, and thanks to our ego, we are experiencing reality differently. I'm you. I'm me, and you're you. But our essence is 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 God consciousness, and it's very beautiful. So. Like I would tell myself to just relax and trust the divine guidance because everything is being divinely orchestrated. Yeah. Well, I just took a big <laughs> dose of this drug called Laiza Mendes, everybody. Thank you so much Let's for coming. Let's fucking on. go. Thank Let's you so much. Let's fucking go. Okay, I want to do that. And by the way, for everyone that sees this amazing portrait of myself, I don't think yes. we, it's not going to be on camera. Oh shit. I want to do something. Maybe I can look at that. I, I want to do something. But I will. Good. I've never had like that's one of the coolest gifts anyone's talking ever done about for me. complimenting people. I've been doing this practice, and um, I would like to do it with you, and maybe with this guy too. I brag that you are a very bright person. Like whenever you come, like when I call you, you bring so much light and you are always excited and you are ready to go. You have this energy that like, it doesn't matter if the day is good. It's like, it's a damn good day, regardless of what's happening. So you have this ability of bringing the light into people's life. And it's very soothing for me to be around you. And I brag that you, you are very 
like determined in your things like the your house the way you you organize things you pay attention to like your desire to have a home it's not just a house it's a home so i brag that you have this ability of making me feel home when i can i come to your place and you make things beautiful you create beautiful things and you are passionate about i brag that you are passionate about many things i love people that have passion that have a desire to like oh cigars now i'm gonna dive into cigars and you have a passion towards food and you, and people that are around you benefit from this passion so i brag about your desire to create things and with food and with cigars with this podcast you are spreading your light right i brag that you were you're very commit committed to your business like i know that you have your your other job and you do so many things and seeing what you created when you came here i remember when i followed you there like when we met in california and it was just everything that you created in your life i brag that you had this strength too and i know that you had a difficult upbringing too like you had your traumas and i brag that you you were able to rise you know and it's beautiful to see your whole progress and seeing you here in your house and the people that you have around you i brag that sky is a very psycho about the ice bath and and there's no no like it's like let's just go let's just go and and both of you energy you know i brag that you guys have a really good connection you bring the best out of me when i'm around you too and the whole challenge with the ice bath and and being ready to go all the time even though life can get difficult you are always ready so i'm getting in the habit of complimenting people because i feel like we don't do that very often right it's a new language that we're learning from the fifth uh, the fifth uh, dimension well that yeah. was like 22 yeah. gallons of premium <laughs> fuel right there wow oh, snap. that's amazing yeah Damn. thank you so much for you inviting make me feel me. some type of way oh, oh thank you ahead. so much for inviting me i appreciate you and sky a lot love you yeah, love you, you. Uh -huh. <laughs>